1: To our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again,
2: fiends, and welcome to another episode of Nightmare on Film Street. I'm John.
3: I'm Kim. And
2: we are joined today by the co-hosts of the Horror Virgin podcast, Todd, Paige, and Mikey. We're counting down our top five female-directed horror films of
3: all time. The definitive list.
2: In a few minutes, you'll hear me pick a random turn order by pulling names out of a c- ceramic zombie head jar that we have. Everybody gets one opportunity to highlight their favorite horror movie directed by a woman uh, in celebration of Women in Horror Month, which we're observing here on the podcast. I like
3: that we're observing. We're
2: observing it. Well, it's because it's not just us, right? Like every, we usually do a monthly theme. It's like it's like not the entire internet talking about found footage this month, but you know we are. Uh, but horror, the entire community comes together in February to celebrate women in horror
3: yeah this is a super fun special episode it was a blast we had a great time recording it it was something out of our usual two movie format and we do it in place of you know some of those nightmare alley interview episodes so if you like these types of episodes definitely reach out to us give us some feedback because we'd love to do more in the future but only if you guys love them
2: before we get into it though kim i gotta ask what's keeping you creepy this week
3: well, apart from kicking off Women in Horror Month and all the fun articles and podcasts we have planned for the month, we have been finishing up our Sundance coverage, the virtual edition of the Sundance Film Festival, and we have a couple genre standouts to recommend. Uh, we do have full reviews on the website, so if you hear anything in this little segment that you want to find out more about or you want to get some more detailed ratings, definitely hit up NOFSPodcast.com. John and myself have been uh, throwing out reviews like every day in the past <laughs> the past few days, so it's been uh, it's been busy sundance wise but the one i want to call out personally myself that i checked out is Prisoners of the Ghostland which is Japanese filmmaker Sion Sono's English language debut starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage no kidding right <laughs> uh Nicolas Cage and genre favorite Bill Moseley it is a samurai western horror movie and you really don't need any more than that nope it is a badass, kick-ass, fight-filled Western movie. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Question mark. It's a dystopian universe. Nicolas Cage has to rescue Sofia Batella from the outskirts of town, where the ghost land, and uh, it's a pretty crazy ride.
2: Oh yeah, it's a future cult classic written all over it. I would love to see that movie at the drive-in. It's kind of a mashup of Mad Max Fury Road and Escape from New York. With Nicolas Cage!
3: With Nicolas Cage.
2: The movie I want to highlight is called Censor. It's directed by Prano Bailey Bond. It's her debut feature. It's a really strong debut feature. I think you're going to hear a lot about this movie over the next few months as it makes the festival circuit and eventually lands on streaming, assuming that it comes out during the pandemic still. It's set in London in the 80s at the height of the video nasties craze. It follows a film censor uh, you know, that essentially like bans movies, throws an X on it, declares it a video nasty, and she goes down a bit of a psychological trip that's... Full of real fun '80s throwback stuff. Uh, I think, I think you guys are really gonna enjoy it. It's definitely the horror standout of the festival. I think,
3: yeah, super trippy. It's kind of this blend of is it real? Is it not akin to the Barbarian Sound Studio? Oh, where totally. It, it takes kind of the the visual tropes and the visual language of film into kind of like a psychosis. So what you're watching, there's so much deciphering into like what's real and what's not, and it's. Really, really trippy, but in a cinematic way?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want real, real trippy, you you can check out Ben Wheatley's In The Earth. But, I mean, Censor is the one I'd really recommend keeping your your ear to the ground for. One last thing before we, we get into our discussion with the Horror Virgin podcast Big news, guys! Real big, big
3: news. Fucking well, you know it's the internet, though. So it's you guys
2: like, already know about this news. It's
3: like four days old, <laughs> it's, so it's not really big breaking news.
2: <laughs> it's so funny when you said we should talk about this. I was like, "Why?" That's already like hella old, but it had come out in between the last podcast and this one, and it already feels like a year ago. <laughs> We have a new Cloverfield movie coming, guys. You know,
3: it's really fitting because I think this Super Bowl is coming up.
1: Whoa. Something well. that, you
3: know, Cloverfield took their stamp on when they released that weird straight to Netflix Cloverfield movie.
2: Man, I. Uh, that was the best
3: film going experience that's in my life.
2: exactly though. what I was going to say. It's, it. you know, like I didn't necessarily Regardless, love. Yeah. The...
3: Regardless of how much I loved it. Was totally wonderful. Yeah.
2: Just like, hey, there's a new Cloverfield movie. It's coming right tonight. <laughs> oh, that was so great. The only the only thing that upsets me is that this new Cloverfield, which is the official sequel to Cloverfield.
3: So is it a sequel to 10 or is it a sequel to the original? The or?
2: original, like the um,
3: so we Matt dropping, Reeves movie. Are we dropping the possibly multiverse theory presented in...
2: Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, I, I was like ex- third
3: Cloverfield movie title.
2: I, I think that's exactly what's happening. Uh it's not going to be found footage though, which is a bummer. Bummer. But it's going to be a direct tie-in. They haven't Not really...
3: so bummer. Not
2: so bummer. In fact, if you go on Letterboxd right now, it's essentially just a photo of the New York City skyline with a 2 on it. 2. Which yeah, Cloverfield 2.
3: What? But it's technically 4.
2: Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. My is... eye
3: just twitched. You know what? <laughs>
2: Actually, to be honest, it's technically only three, because Overlord never turned out to be a quote-unquote Cloverfield movie, even though it's...
3: I'm so confused. I'm including it in the franchise. I'm so confused.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the only other thing that's really worth mentioning is that in the press release for it, um, at least on the Bad Robot Paramount website, it does state, details of the take are being kept hidden under Central Park. Which is just maybe a fun play on words, because that's where the last movie ended. But
3: wouldn't it be crazy, though? Like, I know this isn't going to happen, but wouldn't it be crazy mm -hmm. if they already filmed it?
2: Oh, that would be nuts.
3: And they were like, and they did
2: it during the pandemic in an empty fucking city. Oh, right.
3: Okay, I was going to say they just released it on Super Bowl again. That
2: would. Yeah, that would be great. That's that's all that I want. I want it now and I want it as close to now as possible. I
3: feel like life is shitty enough that more surprise drop movies would be a great thing for us. Like emotionally, I think we deserve it. More surprise releases. Hey,
2: Warner Brothers is putting everything on HBO Max, you know, like that's that's, that's pretty so true. that's close, you know. That means that like if you if you already subscribe to HBO Max, you get Godzilla versus Kong soon. Yeah, but
3: I'm like in this weird standoff Country called
2: Canada where no. you don't have HBO Max. <laughs>
3: no, I'm in this weird standoff that doesn't matter the corporations because I'm only one person, but I think it does where I'm not going to invest in any more Online platforms beyond signing up for the free month trial and then canceling. Sure. Because I do not want 400 subscriptions.
2: No, not at all.
3: We're replacing cable with fucking pay per channel cable and I hate it.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. I thought you were going to talk about like this being a potential beginning point for a new augmented reality game that they've done with pretty much every Cloverfield movie.
3: I assume they're going to. They haven't not. Like, is the done time it. right? Like we, we, we've like why
2: force people down a fictional rabbit hole? People we, got time. People have time. But like, damn it. If 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 the last four years haven't proven that maybe putting people down rabbit holes is the wrong decision. <laughs> Right?
3: Well, I mean, if they do, somebody please solve it and then upload a YouTube walkthrough of what you've done. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: not putting in the work. So
3: that I can live vicariously through your adventure.
2: I will listen to somebody talk about it on a podcast. That's the extent of my And I will pretend like I was there the whole time. Like, oh, what an exciting exciting few months that was.
3: We're huge Clover stands, and we haven't participated in any of them. But do I know about the Slush Show company? I Fuck yeah, I know about Slush
2: Show. Give me that orange
3: drink. I know who Harold works for.
2: Okay, well, let's get into it. Let's start talking about some of our favorite female-directed horror films with our special guests, Todd, Mikey, and Paige from the Horror Virgin podcast. Thank you all so much for taking the time to join us in the show today. I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm so stoked to have you ring in Women in Horror Month with us. Say hi to everybody.
3: Hey hi, guys. Hi, hello. <laughs> Yay.
2: So, I'm excited uh which would you <laughs> would you like to take uh, a few minutes to explain to the listeners a little bit about your podcast and yourselves? Uh
4: yeah, so our podcast is the Horror Virgin Podcast and that is myself, Paige and Mikey. I am the Horror Virgin. My name's Todd. How you guys doing? Good to see you. Uh and I <laughs> legit am terrified of horror movies. So once a week they make me watch horror movies and then we sort of talk about them and make fun of them and me while we sort of go through what happened in the, in these movies. <laughs> And it's mainly it's mainly just them making fun of me for being terrified.
5: Yeah, but per- we've
6: broadened to making fun of him about everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty convenient the other week when we did Hell House LLC, and he was terrified, and I yeah. was bored. It's yeah. a pretty scary so movie. I'll, I'll give you credit. <laughs> yeah, Hell
4: House LLC is a terrifying movie, Page. I don't yeah, know. I how was you, scared. I don't.
0: I apparently what I'm happened. broken, and because I was just like, yeah. oh yeah, of course there's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. So
2: but but real quick Todd, like do you find that your appreciation for horror has changed or at least that you've maybe gotten an appreciation
4: for horror? Uh okay, so as like a film genre, yes. I still sort of <laughs> ha- I still sort of hate watching them. I I don't I don't think it's fair to say hate watching them. I'm just so scared of them. It is not a fun experience for me. But like I could watch like like Uh, Midsummer, I realize, is a great movie. I just personally hate it because I'm terrified. (laughs) And same with, uh, not to to plug another A24 movie, but same with uh, Hereditary. That's the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. I hope to never see it again. Yeah, it was just (laughs) so (laughs) scary. But I just don't like the experience of being terrified. What about my picks? Mikey is notorious for picking, like, ridiculous movies like House 2 that are, like, I mean, they're very heavily comedy and then some horror. And those are a lot of fun to watch.
3: (laughs) They're like gooey comedies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
4: House House 2 was like if you got comics together, gave them all 80s amounts of cocaine and said, make a horror movie. (laughs) And that's what they came up with.
0: In that same vein, you liked Evil Dead
4: 2. Well, yeah, because Evil Dead 2 was ridiculous. I mean, where else can you see Bruce Campbell do, like, the best space work with his own hand ever? (laughs) Yeah. You'd have to be, like, in his shower to see that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was I was I'm so happy to hear that that was like going into the the, the good column when I listened to that episode because I'm contractually obligated to listen to every podcast about Evil Dead 2
4: <laughs> yeah it definitely is I, we've actually seen Evil Dead 2 and the remake I've never seen Evil Dead one I also
2: listen to that episode <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I yeah, will yeah, listen yeah. to the Evil Dead episode when you finally do it
4: yeah <laughs> I'm honestly looking forward to the the next one which I guess is you Army of Darkness yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. because that's where like things get really weird right i honestly have no idea
0: oh it takes like a hard left <laughs> into like fantasy flying demon skeleton army wonderfulness i'm pretty it's sure like,
4: mikey said it was a lot like game of thrones but with a chainsaw <laughs> yeah that's exactly what
0: it's <laughs> and like. a better game ending, of Thrones right? and
4: house two plus cocaine
5: and a
0: <laughs>
4: yeah
6: okay
0: it's, it's more like if you ever saw jim kata it's kind of like that.
4: Oh, wow. I have seen Jim Cotta, but I would not recommend anyone else see Jim Cotta.
0: Okay, but Jim Cotta <laughs> didn't have Bruce Campbell in it. That's true. Oh. That's why it's not worth it. That's why it's not worth it.
4: But, Jonathan, we're so happy to be
6: on, though. It's really fun. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Blast.
6: Sorry, we talk um, a lot.
3: No, it's cool. <laughs> Welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you
0: for having us.
2: <laughs> Our brand is just nerding out and talking a lot. But but Mike, Mikey Page, what are your favorite horror movies? Like, as the horror nerds of the podcast.
6: <laughs> yeah. Paige and I have one big one in common, The Thing. That's yeah. one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um,
2: yep. Oh, man.
6: I, I love The Thing. I love Jaws, if you, if you include Jaws. Totally. And if Terminator
0: is a horror movie, Jaws is a horror movie. Terminator is my other one that is, like, a solid fave that people are like, that's not horror. And I'm like, but it is. He's a slasher. Don't worry <laughs> right? about it.
2: I had such a blast listening to you break it down as a slasher movie. I think that's genius.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I think for me, I love 80s horror. That's my favorite mm-hmm. decade for horror. I think it's bonkers. It's not always crazy, but it's always fun. But then I'm also super enjoying what I would call like our modern horror renaissance of like atmospheric, well shot, well written horror. I love that. I feel like horror is now big cinema again, where people are, like, investing in it, and I love it. I love everything Jordan Peele's doing, everything Ari Aster is doing. I'm excited for the new Edgar Wright movie that's supposed to be a horror movie. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I am stoked for new Candyman. Like, when they said it was going to be delayed and we were going to have to wait to see it in theaters, I was like, worth the wait. Like, I want to see it in the theater. Let's do it. Yeah.
3: It's so weird to be, like into new horror because horror's kind of always been this like subversive genre for like rebels and the fact that it's so trendy now and you're like, but I did actually
0: really like Midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I loved Midsummer. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, I-, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think it is a little bit strange that like when I was in film school, horror was kind of like the reject genre where people were like, "Why would you want to make that?" And I'm like, "Because it's fun." Um, <laughs> and now, like only you know, ten, twelve years later, it's the new hotness, and it's it's kind of wild to watch that transformation.
2: Yeah, we're we're so we're we're so glad we could finally make this happen. It's it's taken way too long. We've been dancing around each other in the podcast <laughs> charts. We have. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's about time we became dance partners, right?
4: Like, <laughs> I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be great, man.
2: Yeah, and so today, if I haven't already talked about it in the intro, which I'm sure I have, uh, <laughs> we are building our own top five female-directed horror films. But everybody only gets one pick, and uh, I think that's what makes it... I, le- oh. Leave it up to us to make this a competitive thing. I don't know why. Well, it's not
3: necessarily competitive. <laughs> There's just like a lot of pressure because as you get down the picks, the final spots really ride on you. And so you're like, oh, well, if we don't put this on the list, people are going to send us an angry email. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I've got this nifty difty little. Uh, it's a zombie head. It's a zombie head. I'm gonna pull everybody's Wonderful. names out of it. We're gonna we're gonna figure out a turn order. <laughs> I'm really
6: <laughs> nervous about <laughs> this because I just picked the ones I liked. I didn't know it was gonna be like a top five.
2: Oh no, everyone. man! We want you. We want
6: you. This to is pick a your definitive
3: favorite. a definitive list. <laughs> <It's> definitive.
2: <laughs> oh.
4: I hope yeah, no, you don't have to go e- last, Everything
2: Mikey. that I wrote down <laughs> is, is my favorite. But first up, we got Todd, oh, the horror God. virgin himself.
4: Okay, do you want the movie or do you want the director? I want both. Okay, so the movie's The Babadook. The director is Jennifer Kent. Right on. What, was my pick. And I'm going to nerd out a little bit because I like – I guess sort of like Paige I have a general love for the art of filmmaking And cinematography And I realized that Jennifer Kent didn't like She wasn't a cinematographer on The Babadook But she obviously oversaw it But I like the way she became a director Because she was just an actress And she sort of got sick of that So she wrote Lars Van Trier And was like hey do you mind if I come work for you And he was like sure So she, like...
2: I've never heard this story before. Oh, yeah. So she,
4: like, figured out how to be behind the camera, you know, because she got sort of bored of acting. And then she wrote this, I think, and, I mean, I don't know, because I'm a a white guy. I don't know. But she wrote a movie and directed a movie that seems like a very unique look at, like, a very feminine experience, right? And maybe it's just because I grew up with a single mom, and I, I was as bad as that child <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry to hear that
0: yeah I mean oh. I feel bad and I had my mom. this haunted book it came to life my mom might have tried to kill me yeah
4: it's a, but I also <laughs> for some like, reason I don't like horror of, movies
3: now <laughs> yeah
4: yeah there's a lot of grief in that movie and I just really like the way that that is approached and the way she approached it with her writing and directing so that's the reason she's my favorite but I mean, I'm sure there are at least four others that could be chosen, (laughs) (laughs) but I just really admire how she became a filmmaker. And then the one that, that I've seen that she made, I realize she made another movie called Nightingale, but I have not seen it. Um but it is also a horror movie, so I probably don't want to. Well,
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not an easy watch either. You might want to save it for a day where it's not like, this is the best day of my life. I need a movie that will match this mood.
4: <laughs> well, and I, From what I understand, and I honestly don't know much about it, but it's like a, it looks like a murder. And I love true crime. So I was like, I might actually like this. And everyone I've, I've had that conversation with was like, no, you will not love it. You will be terrified. I was like, okay, I appreciate you looking out for my better interests.
3: It's funny that you picked The Duck though, because that is a genuinely terrifying movie. It is.
4: Oh, I don't remember what I gave it on our scary scale, because we always give the movies a 1 through 10 on the scary scale. But I remember being very, very scared of both the atmosphere... The behavior of the child and the monster itself. I was just like that's dark child trench needs coats, it. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's it but I I was very scared by that movie. But again, I can see that it's a good movie. It's just I'm not its target audience because I'm a child when it comes to these things. I'm so <laughs> scared.
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, it really is one of those perfect horror movies that is is. it's about a monster that's maybe haunting the house, but it's like also about mental illness. It's also about grief. It's yeah. also about single parenthood. Like, yeah, it's it's a rough one. And yeah, and, it's scary as shit. It's just a that,
3: cocktail for sadness.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that the mom in that is actually played by one of the film Jennifer's friends, which I thought was kind of cool. They met in drama class. So, like, I think that's kind of cool that she put her friend in it and her friend knocked it out of the park. I can't remember her name, but she was amazing, too. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's just a great little look at grief, which I don't like the horror aspects of it, but I really like those sort of <laughs> movies, I guess.
2: Paige, Michael, what do you think of The Babadook?
0: Um, I, I love it. It was very scary the first time, but now I can't watch it without seeing what a gay icon The Babadook is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it changed for me forever. Uh, oh, my oh. My favorite things are the memes that went along with yeah. it, where... It was voguing and like lip syncing its life off a la <laughs> Drag Race, which I'm a huge fan of. Yes, me too. Um, but I, I would say, especially as a one-off for something that never became a franchise horror, which horror loves a good franchise. So the fact that this movie's yet. been allowed yet, I guess, uh, to kind of stand on its own is just like, this is a scary standalone movie and it doesn't need that. Are they making another one that I just don't know about, Todd? No, No? I I raised my hand because
4: she has gone on the record and says that she will never make one herself or never allow one to be made. It was a self-contained story. Good for her. She's moving
0: on to (laughs) other stuff, which I respect. That's right. Yeah, I respect that. I do, too. I don't need Hereditary, too. The first one was good enough. If you do it good enough, you don't need more of them. Hereditary.
4: S with a dollar sign on the end.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hereditarier <laughs>
4: <laughs> It's just a very angry dog.
2: Too
0: hereditary. Too, and then just clicks.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. What about you, Michael? I loved the Baba Duck
6: because one, Todd's right. There's grief, Thank deeper you. meaning, all that stuff. Yeah, it was really scary. And as a kid, I was really scared of where the wild things are, and this really hit that for me.
2: <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
3: I guess yeah, the book thing. I was like, "Where are the wild things are." I don't get it. But yo, you know, the book,
4: sense. the book would scare me. Like my parents would read it, and I'd be like, "I don't, I don't like this." See, Mikey, like if you never learned how to read, you wouldn't have been scared by it. That's <laughs> that's my pro tip.
0: <laughs> that's what pro I learned. Pro tip. Made a mistake read. day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what would save you? Illiteracy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Final girl tip from Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, coming up next.
3: Very high tech,
2: Mikey. What
6: you okay. pick,
3: Mikey?
6: I'm gonna pick. Oh man, this is a lot of. I, I've narrowed it down to two, but you only get one, so choose wisely. You only
2: get one. You can know, you can talk be- about that
3: second one. Yeah, we're gonna talk about honorable mentions at the end. So if anything, Mick okay, doesn't. I'm gonna make pick because we'll
6: still... this is one of my favorite movies. This is this transcends hard for me. This talk about one of my favorite films and it's i don't know why uh ravenous (laughs) i don't know uh, why antonio bird antonio (laughs) bird
0: i have a fascination with the donner party so i get you i get you. yeah i
6: i love that film i love how creepy it is and i love guy pierce in it and the gore and i i love everything about the film and it surprised me that it was directed for a female because it's like an all-male cast except for the except for one woman and uh she survives so that makes sense
4: <laughs>
5: sweating, and, and she's Wait, only alert, in
1: the alert.
4: movie for like five minutes. Like, yeah, she, like, she oh, does okay. what Todd would do. She's like, leaves. Yeah, she's the only smart one because she's female. <laughs> wow. Uh,
3: we actually, uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I have not seen s- this. I have not seen this. It's, uh, I'm, I,
2: It's been on my watch list for a while. I'm officially adding it to the letterbox watch list. Oh, gonna, okay, so. Cross it, it came out in 99.
6: The saw it in theaters. sweet spot. And it, that's it's
3: where just all the good so... movies are. Ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like
6: it's a bizarre film because it's like horror, suspense in the eighteen hundreds, Donner Party ish, and like the soundtrack is phenomenally weird. It's just it's great. <laughs> I think you'll like it. It's like a little odd movie that's really great. It is very strange.
2: I'm stoked to check it out.
3: How fitting for us to get to be the horror virgins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I like ravenous because it plays into my fear of people. I think for me, sometimes the most effective horror is when the scariest thing is just the people around you. Uh, that's part of why I think Midsummer is so scary. Uh, you know, just this idea of like, what happens when desperate people are in desperate situations? Ooh. Things get bad. Uh, that, uh, saying
2: that right there is already scary.
0: Yeah, that that's a real sweet spot for me horror wise for sure.
2: I'm I'm really excited to check it out. But being but being scared of people, how's the pandemic going
5: for you?
0: <laughs> pretty pretty great. I don't know if you guys know. I don't have to see most of them. I can just be That's in a good here. point, yeah. Uh but no, like um it's one of the reasons why War of the Worlds scares me a lot. The the more recent one where Tom Cruise is like fighting through crowds to get away from the aliens, because I'm just like, people will kill other people to survive. <laughs> and yeah, you better believe. hope it's not you. <laughs> like that's kind of the the first couple of days of pandemic at the grocery store were terrifying.
4: Yeah, but yeah. where people were killing each other for toilet paper.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just like buy paper towels, dummy. Yeah, ribbon and head, It's fine. <laughs> These people have never been poor, Paige. I know.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's something to be said about the accuracy of zombie films now that we've been through a pandemic. In that the the crux of the zombie film is always like the dissension among the humans that mm-hmm. remain. It's always like. A fight between sect leaders and um, you're like, why aren't we showing the zombies? Why isn't this about the zombies? But then the second we get in a pandemic it's like, everybody for themselves and they're with like 40 (laughs) rolls of toilet paper.
0: Yeah. I I learned pretty quickly that I will survive longer than I thought in an apocalypse because I was able to procure all the resources we need, but I didn't like who it made me as a person. (laughs) (laughs)
2: You have a full story arc
5: right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a yeah.
4: thousand I to questions. <laughs> I
6: used to watch movies and think people wouldn't do that. That's not that's not how people react. And people aren't that dumb. And like now I know like all these movies are so accurate. It's just great. Oh, no,
3: we're just mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you made
4: a true zombie movie to how we've handled the pandemic, half of us would be walking around outside without weapons. Like, no, there aren't zombies. You guys are ridiculous.
3: (laughs) It's just a flesh
0: wound. It'll heal. (laughs) I put neosporin on it. Calm down. She's just really into biting. It's like the flu,
4: right?
2: Yeah, no one I know is a zombie. Do you know anyone
5: who's a zombie? It's
6: just the flu. It only bites old people. Oh, God.
2: Just they like called it the voodoo flu. If now we, it's if getting depressing. It.
0: Voodoo <laughs> flu. That's We need to make Todd watch Dead Alive now that I'm thinking oh, about yes. something. He's...
2: Yes, you do. Yes, I would, you do. I
0: would love to
3: hear your scareometer on Dead Alive.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I... I uh, I don't it'll be a one <laughs>
0: it's fine oh is it not scary it's a lot of fun it's it's not scary but you do get to oh hear it's not scary say i kick ass for the lord so
4: for the lord. Oh, i'm sold yeah. i would watch that right now i want to watch <laughs> that one and then Velata pastor
3: oh we that's we actually to a really Veloci good pairing. Pastor.
2: yeah we should not do that a bad idea
0: oh man. coming up
2: next beep it to beep it to beep to beep what do we got kim oh kim. no what's your, fa- what's your favorite horror movie directed by a woman
3: okay i am gonna pick one i'm gonna pick one <laughs> well I like have...
2: kim and i have pretty similar sensibilities so chances are whatever she doesn't pick is what's gonna end up being mine. a lot of
3: my my guests like me determining which one i'm gonna go with i'm like which one are you gonna pick <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna go with American Psycho uh, directed right by Mary Herron it's Most ri- people uh, don't written people written Yeah yes, they're all yeah, written by
0: Brett Easton Ellis and I'm like no it's that's no, you a lady don't know you movie. don't know
3: <laughs> Yes and it was it was adapted by Herron with uh Guinevere Turner so they adapted the screenplay and uh, a lot of what was added to the film I think really enhances it's it's weird because it's such a masculine movie and it's about this masculine sociopath who's who's on a tear that's that's very kind of absent of women but not really when you actually like see the nuance of all these little side characters that get all these emotional um, oh my god little vignettes that are so like gut-wrenching we we're actually going to talk about it on a future episode of the podcast yeah some of the female side characters in this movie are just like so perfect just so fucking wonderful.
0: I, I love him, Yeah, like, Good pick. It is a fantastic pick. That movie captures in this one scene the fear of being a woman suddenly alone with a man that you've realized can hurt you mm. better than any other movie ever. Uh, there's a scene where he has a, a sex worker and he becomes very directive with her and you just see in her eyes that she's realizing that she's like oh no uh I am out of my depth and I just remember seeing that movie for the first time and just like feeling what she was feeling and just being like oh that's I don't think anyone's portrayed this as well as this movie has and it just made it even scarier for me so fantastic pick
3: yeah, and, and a, kind of a great juxtaposition to that scene. Something that ends up being even more terrifying is later when uh, his secretary, uh, Chloe Sevigny, is in his apartment and she has just like no psychodar whatsoever. She's just like eating psycho-dar. ice cream. And he's, he's talking <laughs> yeah. about like basically murdering her and she thinks it's because he's got a girlfriend already and he's gonna hurt her m- emotionally yeah and meanwhile he's got like a fucking nail gun pressed against the back of her head and it's just like oh your dar is not going off what is happening? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah put the sorbet down and get the fuck out of that <laughs> put apartment. the sorbet down! <laughs> yeah
5: mm-hmm. <laughs>
7: Walkers, cyberpunks, gangsters, and so much more. Meet face-to-face with all kinds of monsters on AMC+. From The Walking Dead's Whisperer War to the world-saving quests of The Watch and the brutal brawls of Gangs of London, AMC is more than entertaining. It's epic. Brace yourself for an all-new season of Creepshow and films like Train to Busan presents Peninsula, part of Shudder's halfway to Halloween month. Plus, catch brand-new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, Available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. Um,
2: Man, yeah, American Psycho is incredible. I think everything that... Like, when we talk about it being uh, Mary Heron's movie, it really is. Because like, I, I really enjoy the book. I think the book's great. But everything she doesn't include from the book makes the movie a hundred times better.
0: Yeah, I, I think the
2: book gets pretty they nasty.
0: did an amazing, <laughs> amazing job. I do think that's also one of those movies, I, I think of it a lot like Fight Club, where I feel like sometimes people watch it and don't grasp the greater meaning of the movie. Yes. And I'm just like, you're yes. like, he's so cool. And I'm like, you don't understand this at all. I mean,
4: I like Huey Lewis too, but that doesn't make him a good guy. <laughs> By the way, I've never seen the movie. I've only seen that scene in the business card scene. So I, I only have you, one you, joke left. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Have you haven't seen the, the mirror with the flexing? no okay oh I'm
5: boy
3: it's such <laughs> a difficult
0: movie
6: <laughs> yeah todd gets yeah. spoiled on horror movies with gifts like that's all. <laughs> yeah oh yeah.
5: yeah
3: yeah like that movie is entire you can probably watch the entire movie on twitter just to <laughs> yeah. With the yeah no <laughs> no, <doubt>.
5: absolutely
2: <laughs> i was super worried that. that we would pick five movies or four movies i guess that todd hadn't seen but so so far we're doing okay yeah. one for three yeah. is not bad <laughs> <laughs> coming up next oh it's me oh, it's me! i'm
5: excited <laughs> to see what you me. pick
2: oh this is tough this is real tough <laughs> this is real 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 tough because there's one of two movies that i figured kim was gonna pick um and then i was like oh no problem that'll give me my weird wild card pick but i'm, I'm gonna throw caution to the wind i'm going with my weird wild card pick oh Bye. yes yes And I wanna, I just wanna, I want to give a little signal boost to Mary Lambert's Pet Cemetery Two.
1: Yes, this was on
0: my list. If you didn't, if somebody picked my first pick, I had this on my list as well.
2: Oh, that's so great! Th- like this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two of sequels. Like it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two of Pet Cemetery movies. I guess
5: yeah. it is
2: so weird and bizarre, and just goes off in a hundred different directions than the original movie. And every choice it makes is perfect. It's it's like Bride of Pet Cemetery, and yeah. especially in how it pl- it plays with oh,
3: that's good with
2: like a little kid trying to get his divorced parents back together with the Pet Cemetery. Fuck, is it good? Oh, and on top of that. <laughs> <home>. <laughs> <laughs> and it also it also features Clancy Brown as a, in, a completely deranged sociopath. Who's the sheriff of the town who you know is accidentally killed and they you know to to hide the mistake, they they bury him so he'll come back. Oh, and this is he's hitting too
6: close to home.
0: Monster. <laughs> have you not seen this movie? What? No, no, I think just as a child, he accidentally killed a sheriff, and now we're hearing about it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but Paige, he did not I, okay. shoot
4: the deputy,
6: so we're okay.
0: Yeah, we're okay. confession.
6: All. I've never seen Pet Cemetery too. Neither have I. That's so that's fine. That's two of us, Mikey. But it sounds amazing. I love Nancy
0: Brown. <laughs>
2: That is that's exactly why I brought it up because like I got these other two movies that I'm like r- I would have been s- very happy to talk about at length, but I have a feeling that a lot of people a, a handful of people haven't seen uh, Pet Cemetery 2, and if I can convince even just the two of you to watch it <laughs> then that is that it's totally worth it Well, this
0: is like Mikey's been trying to get us to watch Predator Two for a long time oh yeah, so <laughs> maybe we'll just have to double feature it and do Pet Cemetery Two and Predator Two.
2: I think Kim's been well. wanting to watch Predator 2 now that she knows that uh, the Predator has got like a good guy move at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. So I was like weirdly introduced to-, to Predators from Alien versus Predator. So, like, I'm going to be going ass backwards through the franchise, Whoa. which is going to be really weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> which is crazy because Predator is in its own right a great franchise, and so is Alien. So to, like, have missed half of it and come back, <laughs> I mean, I, I envy you, really, in a way.
3: <laughs> and kind of embarrassing, I actually really, really, really liked Alien vs. Predator way
0: more oh, than I should so have. it's so fun.
3: <laughs> it is so fun.
2: As a lifelong Tomb Raider fan, it's really not a surprise.
3: It's, it's mainly the Tomb Raiding.
4: <laughs> That's sort of like how I saw Freddy and Jason the first time. The first time I ever saw them in a movie was Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, man. Like, That's awesome.
2: I, I think *Freddy vs. Jason* was probably only the third or fourth of either of those franchises that I that I'd watched. I think it's it's a great entry point. I also, mean,
3: that like barn kill is Jason at his best. Oh man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, when Kornfield, he's. Oh yeah. Yeah, when he's just mowing down those kids at that Halloween costume party or whatever. I love how one of the guys he's kill- he kills just literally has a T-shirt. And like glow sticks, like strung around him, like he's at, <laughs> yeah. like he is a rave, not at one, but is one. <laughs> yeah, he yeah it's an out- the rave. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's an outdoor party with like football jocks. It is not a rave whatsoever. <laughs> I know. But he he came for it.
0: He brings. He just the party wears that shirt. Goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He just <laughs> wears that
6: shirt underneath the jacket. And He's like, oh, are we raving? Zip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, glad I brought these. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oonch, oonch, oonch. Yeah. All right, Paige, take us home. Yeah.
0: All right, so I I'm actually really glad I thought this would get mentioned earlier, so I was I had a list cuz I was like I'm going to lose it. I'm not going to get to talk about it. But I'm really glad. For me, one of my favorites is Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which you cannot talk about women in horror without talking about Karen Kusama who directed it and Fuck then yeah. also directed The Invitation. But my intro to Jennifer's Body, it came out just as I was finishing film school. It was like my last year or so. And Juno had come out a couple of years before when I was like starting film school. And I was obsessed with Juno. And so I super wanted to see whatever Diablo Cody was going to do next. And I remember going to see the movie and loving it. Because it was not at all what I expected. Nobody expected it. Everyone thought it was going to be like another Juno somehow. And instead we get this like <laughs> delightfully irreverent creature feature with a very realistic female friendship at the core, potentially lesbian relationship, depending on how you want to read the film. And it's hilarious and bloody and still kind of scary at points. And I just love it. Like, it's so much fun to watch. I feel like it's one of those movies that I come back and rewatch over and over again just because it's such a fun time. And I feel like it was kind of... I feel like it was released at the wrong time, if that makes yes. sense. where feel like before, it was ahead of its yeah. time, too. Yeah. It, w- it was both yeah. after and before its time. time. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like if you released it in the 80s, it fits exactly in. Oh, yeah. And if you released it today, it would be like the most oh. popular. People would love it. Would it would be crazy. We watched uh, Scott Pilgrim for one of our other shows, and we kind of said the same thing, where we were like, this is a movie out of time, where like, if it came out today, it's huge. And I feel like Jennifer's body is the same. I feel like it just needed a little more distance from Juno, and people would love it for what it is. So...
2: Yeah, I think the large, like, the, the, largely the reason we went to go see it was because we really liked Diablo Cody. Like, we yeah. watched Juno, we read, yeah. uh, the I read book her, like, Sexy Candy Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Candy girl. <laughs> such it's a good book.
0: Such a good book. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. And then you want to throw a monster on top of that? Of course we're going to see course. that movie.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, the movie, the, the premise alone of the movie is like failing rock band sacrifices teenage girl to the devil for, like, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, right? magical so rock and good. roll powers. So like, good. that is up so many horror, like, Basically, all of Horror's Alley. It's crazy that this movie is only kind of experiencing its renaissance now.
0: Yes. And, and I I wonder if it's new people finding it now or if it's people re watching it and being like, you know what? This oh, is way dumb. funnier than I give it credit for. It's <laughs> my dumb. favorite Adam Brody performance ever. He's hilarious in it. It's almost like he's playing Evil Maroon 5. And I am <laughs> 100%. I actually I have to watch it. Kid
4: Detective, Tate. You have to
6: watch
0: it. I know. It's best I know. I got to watch Kid Detective. I think Maroon I love Five
4: Adelbro. is evil. Maroon Five, but that's a different podcast. True.
2: Oh yeah. And, like in terms of the comedy of the movie, like one of my favorite moments is when Jennifer's eaten that Jock Kid. I think it's the first kid she eats in the woods, and you just mm-hmm. hear him screaming. And the English teacher's like, "That's right, man. You just you let it out <laughs> in, the, in the woods, just screaming for therapy." Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I, a movie I love, that like I like more and more every time I watch it.
0: Yeah. I, well, and I feel like I was probably 21 or two when I saw it the first time. And now looking back at it, like when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, this is so much funnier even than I realized at the time. Like the whole section where Adam Brody's like, I mean, as an indie band, if you don't get on SNL, it's just like you got to <laughs> do <laughs> Satanism. So, <laughs> so funny. I think Megan Fox's fantastic in it because Mm -hmm. she's just like the worst and best at the same time i i love yeah. that movie. it's so fun And
2: like that's that character to a t like they yes. could not have cast anybody else well no. and they
0: fully
3: go for it too in a way that i don't think anybody was expecting megan fox to actually go like with the the vomit scene in oh, the yeah. kitchen when she first comes back and as, she's as, eating like, that raw is chicken she is. and
0: stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like the
3: black yeah. spike barf and you're just like you look so horrible, but it's, I love yeah. it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I love yeah. that she was willing to, essentially, because she plays in that movie, I think, who everyone thinks she is in real life, where yeah. she really yes. plays this stereotypical pretty mean girl and leans into it. And I love it. And I've like met her in real life, and she's so nice <laughs> that I was like, upset that i wasn't meeting jennifer from jennifer's body (laughs) it's like you're way too polite for this
2: yeah people were really mean to her for a long time like very unfairly
3: yeah she has she's had such an unfair go of it because and it's just like oh wow being pretty is
0: like really hard but you can't say that (laughs) yeah It's so hard that I'm so beautiful and people don't <laughs> understand the struggle I go through, but like, really they didn't. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> they all thought she was evil. So that was actually like at the height of her fame too. That like was like, it was right after
4: transformers, mm-hmm. like right when she was like reaching the peak of as famous as she got, which is like one of the most famous people in the world. But yeah, she did. She took a risk and I feel like it was not appreciated for what it should have been appreciated for, and this is coming yeah. from someone who does not like horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and and
2: Karen, Karen Kazama too, right? Like when you look at her filmography, she's yeah. like she's like an Edgar Wright, where she's playing in genres. Oh, yeah, yes. she just goes at everywhere, like every which direction. Like she she. She doesn't have a set sandbox that she plays in, and like I think that's what makes her like such a strong filmmaker because she can pretty much do anything she oh,
0: like the invitation so good, yes, but she's also got like in some of her early stuff, especially and and Jennifer's body is fairly early for her, kind of this hardcore action girl vibe, and I love it i love it anytime people are like yeah let's let girls get bloody and be badass let's do it
4: <laughs> fun fact Paige. and that's what that movie her, does yeah fun fact page her first movie was a movie called girl fight girl fight yeah yeah. and mm-hmm. then aeon flux which i watched way back in the day yeah I and, and
0: i'm well, not as big terrible. of a yeah i'm not a huge aeon flux fan <laughs> but at the same time i'm like i mean it's it's like it's Charlize Theron, isn't it?
5: Yeah, yeah, right?
2: yeah.
0: Yes, I'll, it is. I'll watch her kick people in the face all day long. Yeah, why not? Doesn't
2: she? Doesn't she have like a fight partner in that movie who's got like hands for feet? Yeah, so she, she can, does. Like, grab onto stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. what?
4: And that's the say, only on. thing I remember about that oh whole my. movie. Yeah, and for whatever reason, John, it stuck with me too, and I don't know what that means about <laughs> us as men. <fans, laughs> but I am too concerned to ask these questions. Like these are things <laughs> oh that I'm never my. gonna tell my therapist, <laughs> the gentlemen. <right? laughs>
2: yeah like this is definitely going to lead to a subreddit I'm subscribed to that, like you don't want to appear in court yeah. or yeah. something
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of like wiki feet but it's just a bunch of pictures of celebrities where they flip-flopped them <laughs>
3: oh. sounds like, like those like uh, upside down clowns at the Santa Claus parade <laughs> oh yeah oh. Oh. they're so creepy <laughs> well,
2: that's a horror movie right here for everybody yeah. <laughs> so what are some of everybody's left they're no, not leftovers what are some of everybody's backup picks cuz like for me obviously I am I'm, I'm a little upset that none of us pulled together and put a slumber party massacre yes, movie on Yes I have, <laughs> I
3: have, like I have slumber, slumber Party, party massacre, massacre and 2
2: Yeah I got yeah I got both of those movies yeah, and these I are
3: completely different. It was yeah. real
2: hard for me to not pick Slumber Party Massacre 2 but So good. I'm, I'm still happy with my pick. And you still went with the 2. Still went with the 2.
3: I
6: My backup was American um like American Psycho. So I was like yeah. I was I'm so glad we got yeah. we got a pick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. I think everyone got all of mine because I had Ravenous on mine also. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad did. you love that film. Wow. Well, I, I we love the Donner Party, which is like, I, I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's for me, it's one of those most fascinating historical moments. There's a an extended series on it by last podcast on the left that I love. And it's like rough, but so yep. good. So good.
3: Yeah, I had uh, I had Jennifer's body on mine and For I also sure. had I also had the invitation so I was like okay so if we don't get a uh Karen Kasama on there I got two to pick yep. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so I'm I, so I happy
3: have, you picked Jennifer's body. I, yeah,
0: I had the invitation as well but I was like but Jennifer's body like that's my go to like I love it. Yeah.
3: The reason why I lean towards The Invitation is just because it's such a good anxiety film, Mm -hmm. which I think is so great for the female perspective, especially in terms of like social graces and like doing what's expected at a party because like the whole movie is about red flags and when these red flags are going off in your head and just... Everybody just pretending to be nice and just like keeping mm-hmm. the keeping the dinner going, and it's just like, oh, oh my god, please leave, yeah. <laughs> which is a crazy horror that I don't think gets explored in in movies enough. The the I should be leaving, but I'm not. I mean, Get Out is a big example of like, yeah, I yeah, should yeah. be leaving, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> you should go. Uh, I think uh, the last one on my list that we didn't talk about. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh yeah, yes, we're
2: talking about it on the podcast also. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's oof. That, that's another source of oh. like real fear for me of what if you have a kid that is that like, uh. what do you do as a parent? <laughs> How do you solve it? Like oof. Well,
6: from a mental health perspective, the good news is unless you like really traumatize the kid. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, you told me this many times to reassure yeah, so, me, so thank you. It's
6: very rare where your kid would just be randomly like, I'm going to kill a bunch of people.
0: Right, right. Also, right. key
3: thing that I think we're learning is don't let it hit its head.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> let it's, it become, It all comes down to that. Yeah, don't let it become a Richard Ramirez. You can prevent it.
2: <laughs> the, the only problem about having that info in your back pocket is that if your kid does suffer a head injury, you're basically just like, well, I got to put this one in the bin now. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like he's ruined forever there's no going back
0: it's like like when a horse breaks it le- breaks its leg you're just like, <laughs> yeah this, put this it child down.
2: must be destroyed
6: well that's Uh-oh, that's why I you gotta give it. Kids, kids like that
0: uh, it. Feet
2: for hands
5: yeah oh
0: there yes. you go. <laughs> that'll they, solve some problems they have to yeah. like cirque du soleil stuff to stab <laughs> people that's a good call Mike. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the the other movies because I, I never limit myself. It's like, oh, you can you have to bring five. I brought like ten. <laughs> uh, the, the only uh, the only other movies I have on my list are Humanoids from the Deep, directed by Barbara Peters, which uh, we only watched for the first time recently and it was just like a perfect oh, summer so movie. Fun. Uh, but like the real one that uh, that was another like strong contender was Issa Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Fuck, that is a great movie. I have really
6: wanted to see it. Is it great?
2: It's incredible, like if especially if you like Guillermo del Toro, it mm-hmm. it might as well say directed by Guillermo del Toro. And like, not to discredit Isa Lopez whatsoever, like what she does in the movie is is incredible, and it's available on Shutter right now. You can check it out anytime.
0: As for like uh. future women in horror, the new Candyman, I believe, is directed by a woman and produced oh, yeah. by Jordan Peele, and I'm very excited for that. I yeah, Nia right.
2: DaCosta, I'm looking forward
6: to
0: it. Mm-hmm. I am so pumped.
2: St. Maude comes out later this month also. St. Maude does. And we...
3: That's
0: directed by Rose Glass. Yeah, directed
2: mm-hmm. by Rose Glass. That's awesome. Well, I, I
6: definitely think there needs to be more women-directed horror in the genre. For sure, man.
0: Well, I think people for a long time underestimated how many female fans of horror there were. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the longer I have engaged with horror as a fan base, the more that I find that there are so many more women than anyone ever thought. And I think having those stories told really speaks to a huge subsection of the fan base. And I think it's super important. I think it's crazy to be able to look at movies now and be like, I understand and empathize with this. And this is a real fear of mine that someone has now put to screen. And that is a newer phenomenon. And that's amazing.
4: I mean, if we look at just the demographics of people who listens to our podcast page, it is more than half female. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we're about the same too. We're about 50/50 male to female, which is yeah. which is pretty dope. Like yeah. like as a 50/50 male to female podcast <laughs> host wise. <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome when you see that like, yeah, like we're here and, and we're showing out. Yeah, and I
2: I'm sure you noticed the same thing too. Like those the, like that those demographics that we were seeing, were, like really early on and like we weren't mm-hmm. doing anything to try and promote it as like a female friendly podcast, yeah. but I think it just might simply be the fact that we have a female voice is is Who really likes all you need.
5: Yeah. (laughs)
4: That was that was important to me because when we started the show, it was me and two other hosts. And it was important to me as we changed up the lineup that we kept that because there's value in that getting as many perspectives as you can. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we we have worked to keep that in there because it's there's just perception. I mean, I'm an idiot when it comes to this stuff. So I need someone who is a nerd allegory for me. Mikey and then someone who is a different perspective and that's Page. And also knows a lot more about horror than me on both counts. First off. Yeah,
2: so like I, I'm not I'm not like saying say anything mean about anybody else on the call but Page also the smartest person
4: on the podcast
5: maybe? Yes. I'm not entirely sure.
6: Yeah, <laughs> sure. But I mean let's talk about me being the geeky version of Todd. He was the president of band first off.
4: Okay, it's not like it's not like the world got together and made me president of band. That was high school band president and drumline captain, I uh, thank you. That's,
2: that's a stink that'll follow you the rest of your life. <laughs> it,
4: it, it might not if I wasn't so damn proud of it. Yeah, It's, it's sad when you peek there and you're just like, yeah. oh, oh, that's as good as it's going to get.
6: You guys <laughs> can check out his uh, band director podcast.
0: <clears throat> uh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will. I will say, as far as different perspectives go, uh, I think it really comes in handy for things like when we did *Invisible Man*. Yeah, And to hear the difference between them being like, just leave and me being like, they'll never believe her. Like this is an experience. <laughs> had as a woman. Have you ever tried to tell someone that a man hurt you? They never believe you. You have to stay and kill him. So
3: <laughs> I, I think the only it, choice I, is murder. <laughs>
0: get the paint can and let's do it. Um, but I, <laughs> I do, do think if like, I, I do think if
4: I went to Mikey and said, Hey, a woman in an invisible suit is stalking me. He would at least be like, "That's weird." Like he <laughs> wouldn't you know, shoot her, it down, you know. What's her number, though? Like how invisible. <laughs> that is, is true. It? Yeah. Right.
5: Actually, <laughs> like, <you're like>, <laughs> like,
4: we got into on that episode, he'd probably be like, How does she go to the bathroom? That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted
5: to know
6: the whole movie. They're like, they're like they'll never nice? believe the woman. And I was like, How does he pee in the suit?
2: <laughs> right? All of, all of those super long shots, just like looking down a hallway where we don't see anything. There should have at least been just like a quiet toilet. Oh flush.
0: my god! <laughs> <laughs> or just like a puddle appearing on the ground.
2: <laughs> I just wanted
6: the
4: floating wing. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mikey. by the way if you want to know what my oh. halloween costume is this year <laughs> <laughs> the floating mikey's gonna have name. to bail me out <laughs> oh.
2: guys thank you thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today where can people find the horror virgin and where can they find you on social media
4: they can find us uh, at horror virgin on all the socials and of course the horror virgin on any podcast platform um, we all have our own separate socials. I'm at Todd J. Awesome. Mikey's at M. randolph 24 and Paige is at Rampage Wesley. Everywhere except
0: Twitter, where she's Paige Wesley. Is that right? That is right. Uh, because the other CEO, Paige Wesley, got some of the social media, and I'm white knuckling that Twitter until she gives me the rest of it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have like a doppelganger enemy. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows who I am. You know where to find me. At in all the, the socials <laughs> that you in want. In these streets.
3: So something really crazy. Somebody got the the Kimmy Kill Zombie Gmail and I have no idea how. And I have everything else. Everything but Gmail. And I don't know why or how it's gone. I but bet it's they're getting gone. emails though. They
0: probably are getting emails. Like
2: surely this is her email.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love this weird <laughs> podcast you did. It's, it's my greatest, greatest happiness to know that at least probably once a day or a week that page wesley probably gets a bunch of weird emails of just like i found a cult you can cover do you want to talk about murder and she's just like who is the other one like what is happening
2: (laughs) oh man that's so great and again thank you so much for joining us in the show absolutely
6: thanks for having us no thank you so much for having
5: us
2: Nightmare on Film Street listeners, keep an eye out. There's going to be a future podcast with us on the horror... Vir- How do I even say this? What Jesus, these aren't words. I'm <laughs> <You're> saying <laughs> fine. They are no, words. one take. <laughs> you Cut doing it. The- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is- Nightmare on Film Street listeners, keep an eye out. We're going to be appearing on a future episode of The Horror Virgin. Yep,
5: coming Woo-hoo. up soon.
3: Thank you so much to Todd, Mikey, and Paige of the Horror Virgin Podcast for joining us this week and for helping us to ring in Women in Horror Month with five awesome recommendations of movies directed by women.
2: Yeah, find them wherever you find this podcast. Smash that like button, you know? all that. (laughs) That's what the kids say now, right?
3: Subscribe for more tips. Are we a beauty guru now? You are. Did we make it?
2: (laughs) One last thing before we go. Uh, We had a chance to watch Antonia Bird's Ravenous, based solely on their recommendation. What'd you think of it, Kim?
3: There were so many horses, I was very excited.
2: That's the bar? Like That's, <laughs> that's all you need? You're not going to talk about the cannibalism? Well, I, the fucking <laughs> Wendigo?
3: <laughs> I'm just giving some credit to the period horror. We're going all out with their little wilderness village, cave situation, horseback, who is that attractive dude? That's the lead guy. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce with long hair.
2: You like Guy Pierce with long hair? Kinda. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> he's too pretty for me normally, but you you add some eighteen hundreds dirt and long hair and cannibalism, then I'm I guess I'm there. I guess I'm there.
2: Just make him a dirty boy, and he's yours.
3: Oh, John! Please stop. <laughs> I'll never live it down.
2: It was not uh, the kind of movie that I was expecting. I thought it was like a real dark. Dower, like like the Donner Party story.
3: Yeah, I thought it was gonna be lost in the woods, yeah. like slow, 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 slow burn of like one person dying every week or so. Yeah, I mean,
2: like this this is a poll for like three people listening, but like I kind of thought it was like the the treasure of the Sierra Madre, like that Humphrey Bogart movie, but with cannibalism instead of gold.
3: Blank stares.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like for whatever. For me personally, that's what I was picturing in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you had a theory about this movie that really changed how I was watching it from the second half, and I think you're right.
3: Oh yeah, I, th- I honestly, I think it's a, like a gay allegory. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about homosexuality in a time when homosexuality was a absolute no-no.
2: You guys gotta check this movie out. It's a lot of fun. People eat people in it!
3: A lot of people eat people in it. There's a
2: lot of people Like, you'd
3: think there would be less cannibals than there actually are in this film.
2: (laughs) And surprise appearance from David Arquette.
3: (laughs) Talking about the cannibals, like, I think there's more cannibals in this movie than people being eaten by cannibals, which is theoretically impossible.
2: Yeah, the math doesn't add up on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks again to the Horror Virgin podcast for coming on and talking with us. Keep an eye out for our guest appearance on their podcast. I don't want to say what movie we're talking about, but I will say. Oh, it's a fun one. It's it's in our wheelhouse.
3: (laughs) Evil 2001 laugh.
2: Of course, as always, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us climb the charts, grow the horde, and get in front of more fiends. You can follow us on Twitter at NOFS Podcast, on Instagram at Nightmare on Film Street, Facebook.com slash groups slash Horror Fiends of NOFS. We're on Reddit. We've even got a Discord. Just head over to nofspodcast.com slash Discord and hop in with your fellow fiends and start chatting about horror movies.
3: And if you've been a fan of Nightmare on Film Street for a while, why not join the Fiend Club fan club we got going on at nofspodcast.com slash fiend club. We're shipping out care packages. We've got tattoos, membership cards, a whole bunch of fun goodies and swag. There's also monthly events. We do live streams, game nights, and all kinds of fun stuff there. That is at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub.
2: And if you're paying close attention to this week's episode, there are two movies that you might want to watch before the end of the month, is all I'm saying. Hmm? But until next time, I'm John.
1: I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website at nofspodcast.com. And while you're at it, check out all of the other spine-tingling shows on the bloody, disgusting podcast network. Until next time... Stay creepy, fiends.
7: Walkers, cyberpunks, gangsters, and so much more. Meet face-to-face with all kinds of monsters on AMC+. From The Walking Dead's Whisperer War to the world-saving quests of The Watch and the brutal brawls of Gangs of London, AMC is more than entertaining. It's epic. Brace yourself for an all-new season of Creepshow and films like Train to Busan presents Peninsula, part of Shudder's halfway to Halloween month. Plus, catch brand-new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, Available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.